The content of this program is meant for educational purposes only because knowledge is power. However, the controversial subject matter discussed may not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, staff, or its advertisers. Change only happens when we, the people, become part of the solution. That's why more and more patriotic Americans are tuning in to the Power Hour. Now, here's your host, Dave Krieger. And it's 8 a.m. Central Time where we are here on the Power Hour. Thanks so much for joining us. Kevin Stockland is back with us on the show. He is a writer, film producer, former investment banker. Wrote a book like I did. I wrote a book, too, called Clouded Titles. And uh, We All Fall Down, The American Mortgage Crisis is a 2008 documentary on the collapse of the U.S. mortgage finance system, starting with Lehman Brothers and uh, yeah, Bear Stearns, and the, the hits just keep on coming. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Morning, Dave. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, you're the founder of Second Act Films, an independent production house, and you do educational media and feature films. Are you working in, on anything new right now? Uh, well, we just finished a, a doc called The Shadow State, and that's on the ESG industry. Um, so that's available at theshadowstate.com. I think we talked about that before the last time you were on the show. But see, it's always good because you were in the international banking community, and I'm not using the word cartel. Oh, sorry, I just did. Uh, <laughs> when you say community, that's one thing. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is you, you read between the lines and we've got all of this garbage with ESG and what's going on at the IMF and what's going on in the EU. And it's affecting everybody. But it seems like Europe is seeing what we're going to be seeing in the United States of America. If Europe can't stop this, it's going to migrate over here. Now we've got the World Health Organization, which is a subsidiary of the United Nations. They ought to move that over to The Hague and let them experience some of that rioting. Maybe they'd wake up. But uh They've gotten something in this agreement now that bypasses the Senate is what we're hearing. Is that true? Sure. Well, you know, it was always designed that way. So there, there are two big documents that are now being negotiated by the 194 member countries of the World Health Organization. Uh, one is uh, what they're calling a pandemic agreement. Uh, it's absolutely definitely not a treaty, uh, even though it looks like one, it acts like one, it, it functions like one. Um, and then the other one is amendments to what are called the international health regulations. But the idea here is to centralize authority once a health emergency is declared by the WHO in the WHO and to uh, really kind of make them be the central point for how we respond to any sort of health emergency. And as you say, uh, it was specifically crafted so that it's not a treaty. It does not have to get approved by the Senate. Any treaty that the United States signs up to, according to our Constitution, needs two-thirds approval from the U.S. Senate. Uh, this is an agreement, and so it would circumvent that process. Which means agreements can be broken, too, if we the people say, you know what, we're not letting you get away with this. Would that make sense? Well, so that that is a great point, and, and that is the letter of the law. The question is, uh, does this de facto give more central authority to the WHO and to uh, the, the U.S. Um, executive branch? So, for example, as we saw during uh, COVID, um, health response really vests with the states. It's the governors and state legislatures who have the authority to do things like lockdowns, school closures, whatever. But we saw a lot of authority suddenly being taken by the Biden administration. 
administration. So we saw, for example, a mandate coming from OSHA that uh, if you don't take this vaccine, uh, any company with more than 80 employees had to fire employees that didn't comply. We saw all sorts of advisory coming out of them about masking, about school closures and everything else. They had no authority to do this. And yet, how many schools followed their directives? You know, I, I have children and we're having to look to what are the CDC recommendations now on masking and closures and everything else when they have no authority. So the concern is if we, uh, through this agreement, vest authority in the WHO, you know, will their directives now be followed by the administration and will they use that as justification to try to force policy on the states and on, on every single one of us? And now you know why more and more parents are homeschooling their kids, because that's one way to fight back. Uh, if you have that luxury, yes, absolutely. And we are seeing a growing trend in that. Sorry, that's, that's my 100-pound dog that just came charging into the studio. Hey. Wow. What yeah. kind of dog? It's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. And, oh, uh, wow. I have not seen one of those in a long time. Yeah, well, for some reason, he always likes to come in when I'm talking. And, of course. Uh, so I, I don't know what it is. He wants to be on camera or something. You should put him on camera. I have a German Shepherd that's always trying to get in on the camera here. She, she just loves to be in the studio. I think yeah. they just love us. That's what it is. They're, they're a guy thing. It's a guy thing. They just love men. I don't know what it is, but it could mine, be light, mine, mine lays here normally and listens to me. She's outside right now doing her business, but normally she's in here laying right next to me listening to every word. I said, yeah, you got to be the smartest is. dog in the universe. Well, yeah. I mean, and look we at shut yours. The door, we shut the door and he just yeah. opens it right up and comes in. Gotta love them. They're smart. They know where the action is, Kevin. Yeah. Um, so so the thing is, this pandemic treaty, um, they call it a treaty, but it's an agreement. We've already cleared that. Uh, but the thing is, is how do you really think they're going to get away with enforcing this without encountering the wrath of we the people? Because people, we've already went through this garbage with COVID once. We saw what it amounted to. We found out that Pfizer lied. Now the FDA is coming out and saying, oh, but shedding is real. And I'm like, now, why would they say that in an election year other than the fact that they want to scare everybody into not getting together and communicating and associating and arguing their points and making their voices heard? They don't want people in the community saying nuts to this agreement and nuts to you people in Congress and nuts to well, we already know he's a nut. The guy in the White House. Yeah. So sure. uh, and his sidekick. Yeah. So so this is, uh, as you point out, this is a great issue that they are trying to get this thing uh, passed and approved in a time when there's enormous mistrust for not only the WHO, not only the CDC, but just health officials in general, because, you know, our trust has really been betrayed. We, we were told all sorts of things by the WHO that turned out not to be true, that, uh, you know, the source of COVID, that uh, China had it completely under control, it wasn't going to spread. These were the initial messages, then masking uh, won't help, then suddenly it's going to save us, that the vaccine uh, will block transmission of the virus. Turns out that wasn't true. So um, there's enormous enormous mistrust for central authority that's come out of COVID. Uh, they, the WHO seems to have a solution for that. One of the uh, components 
of this uh, treaty, or which they call an agreement, is that they're, all of the member nations are committed to tackling misinformation. So they will, they will seek it out and they will root out any misinformation uh, on social media or other sources. And, and we are definitely seeing that sort of a concerted effort. You know, there's a case before the Supreme Court. Uh, the states of Missouri and Louisiana sued the Biden administration because there was evidence that they were leaning on social media companies to control the narrative and, and censor information about COVID that they didn't like. Um, and, you know, we're also seeing, for example, a law was passed in California to punish doctors who spread so-called misinformation about vaccines. And uh, doctors are, are losing their licenses over this. That particular law was overturned by the courts subsequently. But these are the kind of initiatives that we're seeing to uh, fight mistrust in the general population against health officials. Well, but the thing is, though, is now we have this international organization allegedly operating out of New York when they should be in The Hague, since they want to be where the world court is. Uh, they should be. Uh, but, you know, Rosenfeld gave them the land the U.N. is built on. So that's where they're at. So New York has to tolerate it. Now look what they've done to Trump trying to bankrupt him. Um, and this is New York for you. I basically said on the show this morning, he ought to just get out of New York completely, sell Trump Tower, let the illegal immigrants move in and take residence there um, and find other places for his displaced thousand employees and send a real message to New York, uh, because that would be the last dime that they're going to get out of them because they won't let him do business in New York for three years. This is the thing. If they can strip down all of our, I mean, Trump, basically people are looking to him in this election this year as being the one that's going to save us. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but it looks that way. He would save us from some agreement like that because the first thing he would do, like he did with the Paris Climate Accord, is just get rid of it. You just say, no, we're not doing this. And NATO, you've got to pay your fair way. We're not doing this funding for Ukraine. I mean, they literally don't want this man in office. Well, he did attempt to pull us out of the World Health Organization. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was one of the first executive orders that Biden issued when he came into power was to put us back in. So, um, you know, it is possible with the change in administration that we remove ourselves from a lot of these agreements and these organizations, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, the states have 10th Amendment rights. How far do you think that's going to go as far as, and this is the thing, we're always reactive. I don't get it. Why we're not more proactive in this country. Why is that? Yeah, well, again, it's the difference between the, the letter of the law, which, as you're right, you know, it does vest all of its authority within the states to deal with health issues. Um, but it's a question of what people are willing to follow. So, you know, we saw an amazing amount of compliance during COVID, people going along with all sorts of craziness, you know, shutting down ma and pop uh, stores while we left Walmart open. And, you know, all of the major uh, chains got to stay open, but we shut down, you know, small uh, restaurants and, and pubs and shops and everything else. So just the absurdity of a lot of the directives, but, you know, people were willing to follow them. And so that's the question here is uh, we've got the letter of the law, but but how much compliance are we going to get out of the population for things that aren't necessarily legal? Well, especially if the um, all of these dictas come out of the mouth of Tedros. I really don't think that the United States population is going to handle that very well. I mean, I don't know. We've got this illegal immigrant crisis going on, and then you try and impose something. Um, these people basically leapt uh, oppression, so they say, which is why they're seeking asylum here. But you take something like what we've got going on here with this 
uh, pandemic agreement, and then you try to enforce that on all these illegals? I mean, have they even thought this out, what what the response is going to be from a population that's trying to escape oppression and now walking right into it? So th- that's a great question, and that's a question I've been asking myself. You know, one component of all this um, is this so-called disease X and disease X is a concept that was uh, invented by the WHO back in 2018. And it's this idea that we, we're going to have a pandemic. We don't know what it is. We don't know the vi- what the virus is going to be, but we're going to all prepare for it. You know, they say COVID was the first disease X and now we're getting ready for the second one or the next one. Uh, so they have a hundred days plan that they've now set up to crank out vaccines within a hundred days and go through, you know, rush the testing process and get those out and start injecting those into people within a hundred days after they discover a new pandemic. Well, as you say, um, the missing piece of this is you're going to have to somehow get people to agree to to be injected with this, uh, you know, worldwide. How's that going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what the plan is to try to get this population to go along with that. I think some people will. Uh, there's, you know, there's some people out there that are on their fifth booster, or I don't know how many boosters we're up to right now. But I think um, what we saw when COVID came out was 80% of the population was willing to take that vaccine in the United States. When we get down to now booster number five or whatever, we're down to 20%. So to me, that says the, the, the amount of trust that people put in this process and in these messages um, has declined quite a bit. Well, I know that, you know, all these people quit the military, and that should have been an an example to some. I mean, if the military who took an oath to the Constitution, like moi, all of a sudden says, I'm sorry, but we're not putting up with this. I'm not letting you stick this gene therapy drug in my system. And all the people that I know are either afflicted, their personalities have changed, uh, and now the FDA, who we don't trust, says that shedding is a thing. We've always known that they're like anything else, like the flu or you cough on somebody, whatever the case may be. If you're stupid enough to go out when you're sick, um, you pay the consequence. And so does everybody else around you. And you would think that people would have common sense. But apparently we have a lot of people in America these days that don't have any common sense because they keep going out and getting the jab over and over again. So the 220 million Americans apparently got one, if not two of these shots. And uh, I'm not one of them. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you're when you're looking at the total picture and then you have the World Health Organization saying there's a disease X out there. First thing we do is we look at this thing. We try to ferret out the truth and figure out, okay, why would these people have a reason to lie? There's only one thing I can think of. Control. Well, that does seem to be what it what it comes down to, Um, you know, that uh, that a pandemic may be used as an excuse to expand authority. And and we saw a lot of little dictators that came out during COVID, uh, health officials and other officials that that really had no authority, and suddenly they did. And they could tell everybody what to do. And, uh, you know, that that seemed to be something that was satisfying to some people. Um, You know, we still see uh, the the CDC recommending uh, COVID vaccines for children. Uh, even when we know explicitly that this disease really is not a threat to any healthy child, we we still see the CDC recommending mass uh, vaccination for children five years and older. Now, I know you're not an attorney, but what do you tell these? I mean, if your kids go to school and all of a sudden the nurse comes at them with the needle, I mean, what do you do as a parent? We're fortunate that we happen to live in a state that has uh, parents' rights where they are not allowed to do such things. Um, and 
a lot of people do not. Um, if you live in a state like California, these vaccines are mandated in order for kids to go to school. So, uh, you know, some Americans, unfortunately, are in a very frightening situation where health decisions are being made for their children without their input, without their say so. Well, a lot of them are voting with their feet, too. And see, the thing is, is that any disagreement, have you read the agreement, by the way, or had access to it? I have. Uh, what what I have is uh, what's called the zero draft, and it was produced in February of 2023. Um, there apparently have been a number of amendments. Uh, I think there was so much heat on this document that they decided to go quiet with it. So we haven't seen a revision, even though it's been negotiated, and apparently the final will be produced in May of this year, but we haven't seen any revisions since then. That's all being done behind closed doors. So the last version that I've seen was from a year ago. Amazing how that works. And see, all of a sudden it goes from a treaty to, well, we can't have a treaty because that means the Senate would have to vote on it. So now it's an agreement. And now the agreement's being negotiated behind closed doors. So it can't be good for anybody other than the World Health Organization, who then would come in and, I mean, you know, people in this country are not going to tolerate seeing powder blue helmeted troops roaming the countryside trying to enforce any edict uh, from a world government in the United States of America. I just don't see it happening, but they might get away with this in some parts of the world that succumb to the to the jab. And like I said, the, if they couldn't kill them with the first two or the boosters, well, they're going to get them with the new disease X, because I have a feeling these things are going to be more potent than the stuff that Pfizer and Moderna admittedly now uh, say has all sorts of junk in it with these nanolipid particles that have all sorts of garbage in it. And all of our listeners know this. So, you know, we've been trying to get the word out to people um, and, and get them to understand that this is not a good thing. Calling your congressman on something like this, I mean, it's not going to do any good, is it? Well, you know, there was already a proposal um, introduced into the Senate uh, by Ron Johnson, um, I think that was in 2022, to demand that the Senate uh, approve this document or, or have the authority that it goes through the Senate to seek approval. Um, and that was voted down by 49 senators. You could probably guess what party they're coming from. But oh, yeah. I think, you know, we've seen some signs about how enforcement could happen. So one of them was certainly from the Biden administration. You could fire people that uh, that don't take the vaccine. The other thing that we're seeing is, um, you know, the rise of a vaccine passports. And so, you know, if you if you're not properly vaccinated, maybe you don't get to travel. Maybe you don't get to uh, leave your house. You know, maybe other things can be controlled that way. Way. So there are a number of ways that they can check and see, you know, who's following and who's not and enforce that short of, you know, sending in troops or, or anything like that. Well, it makes sense that anybody, because you say May, looks like the D-Day for this thing to come out. So you have from now until May at some point in time during that month to make a move and get yourself in a situation where you can resist and not be caught up in this mess because, with this immigration flow, I mean, literally, they could shut that down because you'd be allowing all these people that would be potentially infected to enter the United States of America. And we know that there are people that have entered the U.S. now that are illegals, many of them with criminal histories, that uh, seek to uh, exact some sort of revenge on Americans. So, and it's happening. But, you know, we I don't want to go into, you know, chapter and verse on each particular instance, but it is happening. And it's just a matter of time before our elected officials are become the targets, because these people that are coming across the border put their faith in a system they thought was going to just basically roll out the red carpet. And when they find out it's not so, 
How do you think they're going to react? Right. Well, and I will say, you know, with a lot of these issues, whether it's ESG or CRT or, or, or this agreement, uh, shedding light on the process does make a difference in many cases. I think if the public uh, speaks out and if enough people do, you do see backtracking. Now, certainly we are seeing the Biden administration and the WHO trying to circumvent Congress. So, you know, I don't know what good calling your congressman is going to do necessarily. But um, on these issues where people become vocal and they speak out, um, we are seeing in some cases that the government backs off from them. So I, I do encourage people to reach out to their congressmen, certainly reach out to their senators and, and let them know how they feel about uh, the U.S. signing this document. So the thing is, is the contents within the document basically allows the WHO to circumvent U.S. authority to come in and enforce the edict. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, kind of three areas that that have been uh, of concern. So first of all, you know, the WHO would now have the central authority uh, to declare a health emergency. And that could be because of a pandemic. But they've also broadened that to include things like climate change. You know, that could be a health emergency as well. So once the WHO declares a health emergency, uh, they have some sort of centralized authority in certain areas. One of those areas would be uh, any sort of medical products, any sort of vaccines, medicines. So they would be the central coordinating authority for the production and distribution of these things. So uh, the member states commit the the wealthy ones, such as the United States, would hand over 20 percent of whatever medicines or medical equipment they're able to develop to the WHO. And then the WHO would distribute it to those countries that are needy generally developing countries. China right now is considered a developing country, so there could be a little bit of a transfer there. Um, in addition, you know, there's a, a money transfer that's been left blank. We don't know how much money we're talking about, but wealthy nations are supposed to contribute a, a ton of money to support the response of poorer countries. And then the other area is one that I already mentioned, which is really controlling misinformation. So this will be a, um, a global effort to control messaging and, and get get it in lockstep with what the WHO uh, seems to feel is the correct message. I have this distinct feeling that this is going to be a continued effort to depopulate the world. Do you see it that way? You know, I I know that may I, be I, that Kevin that may be out there, but I mean, I got people calling the show that have said it. I've got health professionals that have said it. Naomi Wolf has been on the show and I would never have expected to hear it out of her mouth, but she came on the show and said, yes, this is exactly what they're trying to do. Kill off as many people, as stupid people as they can. I mean, this is Darwinistic in, in its very nature. Well, you know what I will say on that, what's notably absent from this and all these efforts is um, the respect for, for individual rights and human rights. You know, you would expect, given what we saw in COVID, that there would be some recognition of all the misleading information that came out and just how damaging these policies were, the lockdowns, the school closures, the forced vaccination, everything else. There's no acknowledgement of that. There's no acknowledgement that people, if there's a health issue, they should be able to make their own decisions for themselves and their children. They should be able to get accurate information from doctors and seek out alternative information if they want to. So this uh, is very much a collective uh, ideology that uh, there should be centralized authority and the rest of us, our job is really just to follow that. We don't get to make our own decisions. And so in, in that sense, I, I do view this as very much kind of an anti-humanist um, initiative. Without coming right out and saying what their ulterior motives are, that's eloquently put, sir. Uh, I'm just, I'm curious though, 
it's just one, this is just one facet of control. Uh, you were talking about ESG. You've explored that before in your recent film. But the other thing that I think people are really uptight about, and we've talked about it numerous times on the show, is the idea of all of a sudden springing this digital currency on people as a means to make them capitulate to global demands. Does that seem logical as a step for them? Yeah, well, that that's a frightening thing. Uh, so were there ever a, a programmable um, central bank digital currency? And they are introducing it, by the way, in China. Um, the, the control that they would have over the population would be absolute. We, we saw with the truckers in Canada when they tried to protest the covid mandates. What did they do? They shut down their bank accounts. They shut down their credit cards. They canceled the insurance on their trucks. And, and that ended the protest immediately. You, suddenly you're, you're, you cannot buy anything. You can't buy food. You can't buy fuel. You cannot do anything. And so were there some sort of a central bank digital currency at the time? You could just flick a switch and and that you would have, you know, a, a incredible control over the population overnight. So it's a very frightening thing. It is something that the Biden administration is pushing. Um, you know, again, that's another thing that uh, legally would have to go through Congress, uh, we believe. So uh, hopefully that never happens. But that that is in the works. I don't I don't know about that, Kevin, because I mean, look at he opened the border with just one flick of a pen, um, you know, 28 different undoes of what Trump initiated in 40, what was it, 44 executive orders he signed his day, first day one. I mean, they had this all planned. He doesn't sit down and just draft 44 executive orders in his first day in office. No, those things were already on the table waiting to go, just like the USA Patriot Act. The bigger problem is with CBDCs, and I don't think people realize this. You don't you don't comply. They literally can flip the switch and shut off your electric. They can shut off your access to water. They can shut off your access to food. I mean, they can just literally destroy it to where you can't make your payments. And all of a sudden, this American mortgage crisis that you wrote about for 2008 in your documentary, the whole thing could happen again. They could literally go out and start stealing people's homes and foreclosing on people because they can't make their payments because they've got their accounts all locked down and no way to make an income. Could that yeah. happen? Uh, well, if they were to institute a central bank digital currency, that would be a fear. It absolutely would be. Um, the hope is that 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 do, that does not happen. Um, and I know that there are a number of people that are fighting back against that in Congress and certainly in states. States are starting to pass laws as well. I believe Florida did to, to ban the a central bank digital currency in their state. Um, so th this would be a catastrophic thing. Hopefully it never happens. And there are a lot of people working against it. Um, but it's something that we should be aware of and keep an eye on. So anything else significant about this pandemic agreement that we should all be aware of? Well, um, you know, it's uh, I mean, you only read the zero draft. So, I mean, they could have amended this thing, uh, amended the living bejesus out of it and, and put stuff in there now that could still draw heat once the word gets out. I mean, are they even going to let us read it before the administration signs off on it? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I, I think they're try they're trying to have the final version, as I said, available in May. But also they are able to amend it um, after the fact. So once countries sign up to it with a two thirds majority or even a simple majority, I'm not sure where they are on that now. But what that means is you may sign up to something and then it's changed, you know, a year later and that's legally binding and everything else. So uh, I think it's something that the public really needs to have uh, a view into and a voice on. And, um, you know, we'll 
we'll see where this process goes. We're going to keep reporting on it. So um, we'll keep informing people as best we can with whatever we can find out about it. Well, and the way our government is, you know, with these congressmen, these politicians out there, well, we have to pass it before we know what's in it. I'm just like, where does that sense come from? I mean, you're supposed to read the bloody bill. And this is what they did with all this funding for Ukraine and stuff. I mean, this is a drunken sailor in a strip club. They're writing checks their body can't cash. And I think everybody knows it. I mean, this this doesn't this this pandemic agreement makes zero sense, given what we know and what the history is of what happened with COVID-19. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the the medical bureaucracy, I will say these documents are absolutely mind numbing to read. You need just tons of coffee to get through them and read and try to, you know, ascertain what this means and what that means and these these terms and everything else. So I think they're drafted in a way that's very opaque and difficult to understand. Um, But there you have it. I appreciate that, Kevin Stockland. Thanks so much for joining us here. I think we've covered pretty much all the bases. Wow. Heavy duty. Phone calls, more news coming up here after the bottom of the hour break. Oh, by the way, the Power Mall is now open, 877-817-9829. Time to take advantage of our 10% off site-wide sale for President's Day. Kevin Stockland, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dave. iComplex CS is a comprehensive natural medicine formula to nourish and heal eye tissue formulated by a board-certified MD ophthalmologist, Dr. Robert Abel. Why you need vitamins for your eyesight? There is a direct and proven physiological connection between the nutrients we put into our body and the quality of our eyesight. Some vitamins for eyesight can be absorbed from the food we eat, but other vital nutrients cannot, especially if you're not eating a daily, nutritionally balanced diet. Additional supplements are essential for optimal eye health as well as your overall physical health. With 23 vitamins and nutrients such as N-acetylcysteine, which is important for removing toxic substances from the liver, this, the most complete clinical strength eye and total body multivitamin available in one supplement. Call the Power Mall at 877-817-9829 or order online at thepowermall.com. Come to the Power Mall today and purchase Mediterranean black seed oil from North American Urban Spice, exclusively from the genetic source and never standardized. Cold pressed, it's so good it supports cardiovascular, respiratory, immune, digestive, neurologic health, and so much more. Said to be good for everything but death itself, come find the best prices on black seed capsules or 8 ounce varieties when you visit thepowermall.com or call 877-817-9829 to purchase. It's Joyce Wiley with the Power Hour. There's something really fun and exciting about discovering products that make life more pleasant and enjoyable. Well, Miracle 2 soaps definitely fit that description. The shelves at the supermarket are packed with soaps and cleansers that are full of chemicals that slowly destroy our health and the environment. Miracle 2 products are all natural, like the green soap that can replace your bath, laundry, household soaps, and cleaning products. And please try Miracle 2 Skin Lotion. It's quickly absorbed and not greasy like all those other mass-produced lotions. Miracle 2 Moisturizer is full of fabulous oils and emollients that leave the skin healthy and baby soft. I guarantee after you discover how amazing Miracle 2 products are, you'll recommend them to everyone you know. Just call 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. Or visit thepowermall.com. You'll learn why so many people say it's not just soap, it's a miracle. 
boost your immune system naturally this year with all of oregano, a potent germ killer. This is the true wild oregano oil P73, a blend of edible spices of wild oregano grown on natural mineral-rich soils. Research published in the International Journal of Food Microbiology found that all of oregano is an excellent germicide capable of killing a wide range of fungi and bacteria. Get it today by visiting thepowermall.com or calling 877-817-9829. Hi everyone, this is Catherine, producer of the Power Hour. Not very many of you know that I suffer from an autoimmune disease, and one product that I depend on daily is Global Healing Center's organic plant-based selenium. Selenium is essential for optimal endocrine and immune function, and for moderating the inflammatory response. Not only that, but this essential trace mineral plays a vital role in promoting a healthy thyroid, maintaining cardiovascular health, and supporting metabolism. This expertly crafted supplement is extracted from the mustard seed plant. It is vegan friendly and high bioavailable, ensuring optimal absorption of this powerful antioxidant. So whether or not you're dealing with an autoimmune disorder like me, or you simply want to boost your immune function, I recommend you try Global Healing Center Selenium from The Power Mall. It's available by going to thepowermall.com or by calling 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829. 9829. Many Americans are growing increasingly concerned about the rapidly growing U.S. government deficits. Recognizing the additional printing of paper money devalues U.S. currency. To compensate, American gold and silver coins will provide wealth protection. U.S. coin capital provides physical gold and silver coins delivered directly to our clients. You can reach us at 1 800 878 2646. UScoincapital.com. Thirty-three minutes after the hour of eight AM Central Time, where we are here on the Power Hour, Dave Krieger with you again for this last segment of our Monday President's Day. Of course, most everything is probably all closed up because that's what our government does. Um and we're talking about the banks, too. Uh, speaking of which, the uh, larger banks and financial companies, it's reported now, according to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is about the only link that uh, people have of salvation from uh, creditors and unscrupulous lenders, is the CFPB. Um, larger banks and financial companies, according to the CFPB, charged higher interest rates last year for credit cards while engaging in anti-competitive behavior detrimental to customers. During the first half of 2023, small banks and credit unions tended to offer cheaper interest rates than the largest 25 credit card companies across all credit score tiers. And this is the thing. We've become so ingrained in the use of credit. These firms were far charging, uh, found charging 8 to 10% points higher in annual P percentage rates, APR, or interest rates, compared to their smaller counterparts. For a credit card consumer with an average balance of 5000 using a small bank or credit union cards card rather than cards from big firms resulted in an average savings of about four to $500 a year in interest rates. It's one of the reasons why a lot of us are trying to move away from the big banks. Those big banks, by the way, probably would be the type to um, initiate CBDC, and shut off your, your funding. 
So this is something I think, uh, given what Kevin Stockland was just talking about, that uh, since he's written the book on the 2008 financial collapse, as have I, uh, we both looked at it from different perspectives. He looked at it from the banking sector and what happened there. I looked at it from what the banks did to homeowners and how they screwed homeowners by securitizing all their paper. So you never even knew who actually owned your loan. You were just paying money to a servicer that could have been pocketing it or paying it forward to the remake for the first year. And then when the remake closed, well, what happened then? Well, see, now we're finding out that 60% of the remakes are run by Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny, and they keep their remake open. They, they don't have to comply with the SEC rules. No, because they're government-sponsored entity. They get to stay open for the entire term of the loan. But the thing is, you know, the code still is the code. The law still is the law. And if the law says when you convert a note to security, the note's canceled and you have a MERS mortgage, well, that means you're paying on a note for 30 years to a servicer who's been pocketing their money and giving it to the federal government. But your note's been canceled? How does that work? You see, nobody's asking those questions. A group of Seattle business owners, meanwhile, have pled with the city government to stop repeated thefts. The uh, group of business owners are on Ballard Avenue. They're begging for help to anybody who listen after their businesses have been ravaged by repeated unpunished retail thefts because the city lets them get away with it. So what do you do? You shut down. You move out of the city. Um, one of the business owners who owns a jewelry store um, this is MK Byrne stated. She actually began sleeping in her store in an effort to improve, improve police response time to the repeated burglaries. She says, I learned that you get a faster response time. If you're inside or there's an active threat, that would be aggravated burglary or aggravated theft. At that time, I was so passionate about building this business. I knew I couldn't take any hit, any loss to my inventory and interruption of my business because things were so tight, but see, they don't care. City of Seattle doesn't care. They claim property crime has gone down in recent years, but the Seattle police chief said the numbers were erroneous. And it's because people were probably reporting fewer crimes because it was futile to make any, any report at all. People didn't care. Some early Tesla Cybertruck owners are finding rust spots developing on the body of their new electric pickup trucks after getting caught in the rain. Oh, my. wonder how Musk is going to cope with that. Previously boasting the exterior is literally bulletproof due to its ultra-hard stainless steel construction. And now we have rust spots forming on the stainless steel body panels of the much-hyped electric pickup. Ooh. Not good. Nike is going to lay off 1,600 employees after a stock dip and woke drama. President and CEO John Donahoe said a company-wide email sent out obtained by WFAA in Dallas. Basically, he says it's a painful reality and not one that he takes lightly. Donahoe is the chairman of PayPal also. But why are we still playing in PayPal? Since we're not currently performing at our best and I ultimately hold myself and my leadership team accountable. And therefore, because my leadership team and me are accountable, 1,600 of you are going to have to go away. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? Especially if you're one of the 1,600 employees, he's still getting a paycheck. He's still CEO, and you all get the shaft. 
Well, you see, after what happened to Trump in New York City, the trucker community starting today is going to be adopting strategies similar to those being used by European farmers in their fight against these progressive elites aiming to shut down their farms. Truck drivers transport between 70 to 73% of all freight in the U.S. Therefore, when truckers start talking about plans on social media to boycott loads to progressive hellhole New York City, well, it's important to wake up and pay attention. Ex-user, and I'm talking about formerly known as Twitter, posted on X Chicago and race appears to be a Midwest truck driver, shared a video late Friday night detailing the number of truck drivers that are going to begin denying loads to New York City today. And he basically said, I don't know how far across this country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loads in New York City, but I'll tell you, you F around and find out. He continued, we're tired of these mother, you king leftist effing with Trump. These MFers start to get tired of this caca. And I'm using this instead of expletives. Scheiße, that's the German word for it. Our bosses aren't going to care if we deny loads. We'll go somewhere else. You know how hard it is to get in and out of New York City, one trucker emphasized? So you see, they have had it with what's going on with Trump. They've had what New York did. So the idea, this is why I told Trump, you know, I tell you, President Trump, get, get out of New York. You tell those people that have put the screws to you, you know what, I'm going to sell everything, not on a fire sale, don't need to do that. There's plenty of rich people out there that'll buy 40 Trump Tower and various other entities you own. I'm talking about liquidating everything you have in New York City. Appeal their fine while you're doing it and get out of Dodge. And when they realize a thousand jobs plus just left the city of New York. And it's all because of that stinking judge that already made up his mind that he was going to beat on you. Fine. He's not going to let you do business for three years in New York. Well, what's the sense of you staying there then? Time to get out. Let the truckers boycott New York. What's going to happen when food doesn't start arriving to New York City? How are they going to take care of all those illegals that are littering major hotels and all of these little encampments they've got set up? How's that going to work? Meanwhile, President Trump has gotten creative. He uh, announced during a surprise appearance at Philadelphia's Sneaker Con, he's launched a Trump-branded sneaker line. Believe it or not. They're gold sneakers with the flag on it, and uh, they all sold out at $399 a pair. Boom, that fast. Within hours, they were gone. So now, these Trump sneakers, they're available for pre-order online. It comes in three variants. They got low tops, high tops, and whatever kind of tops they're going to cost you. But hey, you know, this is what he's doing to fight back, and he doesn't have to do it in the state of New York. So there you have that. Dave in New York, speaking of which, what do you think about the idea that truckers have had enough? Hey, don't call me a witch. That's not nice. Yeah, I'm not calling hey, uh, you a witch, Dave. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> witch. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you're, you're not the mofo they were the, referring to. Yeah. The, 
I'm trying to sell products for you, so if you Thank give me you. a chance. But one of the biggest things that's going on right now uh, is, you know, microbes or, uh, you know, pests that you can't see unless they're under the dark field microscope. I mean, it's so small that they, and they actually have, they have like ghoulish looks on their faces. They actually have faces, these little itty things that are inside eating us up. So you have Paratrex, correct? Is that what the name of the product is? We have Paratrex and Detoxidine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, now's the time to do it because, you know, we're coming at, they're coming at us from so many different angles, you know, you know, making fake meat in a, in a big vat uh, out of cancer cells, it's like, oh boy, you know, where do I get that prime rib? Because it's going to look just like prime rib and probably taste like it too. You know? glue in I mean, it. we really got to keep our <laughs> we got to keep our guard up, you know. Yep. And 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 not to keep you know, I know other people are going to want to be calling in. So you mentioned off the top again, but you were saying Papa Cop or something. But for whatever reason, that brought back into my mind. You remember Webb Pierce, the singer? I do. Yeah. Well, that song he had. There stands the glass. Fill it up to the brim. Let my troubles run thin. It's my first one today. Yep. And on that sour note, I'll catch you later, Dave. I appreciate it, Dave. I love it when the audience brings their own material, including the tunes. Thank you so much for that lovely rendition, Dave. Yes, all we need is the Hotsy Totsy boys playing that lovely rendition of Play That the Punky Music White the Boy. Okay, there you have it. I got to do my Lawrence Welk. Man, that was good. I like it. <laughs> Little Webb Pierce for you, folks. Hey, who says we don't have entertainment on the show? But it costs to keep us on. So the Power Mall is open, 877-817-9829. Uh, you know, we have the Toxidine in stock and the Paratrex in stock. So, you know, I mean, there's got to be some ways you can fight this thing. And the one thing that we stress, most importantly, is health. Number one, numero uno, you stay healthy, you're great. Everything's fine. You can fight off sickness and disease. This disease X, they want to scare you with it. Obviously, we don't need to be scared. You know, if you have God in your life, we don't have the fear, the spirit of fear. We have a sound mind. That's what we're here for. There is, however, a recall warning because we have to rely on what man generates. The outbreak of E. coli has been identified in California, Colorado, Utah, and Texas. Confirmed in several states by the FDA, identified to be cheese products. Four cases in California, three in Colorado, two in Utah, one in Texas. The multi-state outbreak is linked to raw cheddar cheese made by Raw Farm LLC of Fresno, California. All block sizes and shredded packages of the cheese's original flavor and cheddar with added jalapeno flavor are associated with the outbreak. The FDA asked people not to eat, sell, or serve these products. Out of the 10 infected individuals, four have been hospitalized. No deaths reported. One person developed hemolytic uremic syndrome, serious condition that can result in kidney failure. So if you have any raw cheddar cheese made by Raw Farm LLC of Fresno, California, the original flavor or the cheddar with added jalapeno, ditch it or take it back to the store. Vitamin D, by the way, as long as we're talking about fighting off disease, in addition to Paratrex and everything, this is one of the things about fighting cancer 
that people don't get. Uh, there's also early onset dementia. We told you these jabs are going to produce prion diseases. And prion diseases, basically, if you hadn't been keeping up with them, are diseases that are neurological in nature. You know, I speak from the spirit on this stuff because of the amount of research we've done. But Blue Cross Blue Shield and others are pumping the fact that rates of early onset dementia and Alzheimer's among Americans younger than 65 have inexplicably doubled between 2013 and 17. Those are years, by the way. And the thing is, is that it isn't one size fits all when it comes to vitamin D. We've already talked about that on the show. And what they've shown in these studies, we're talking about David Llewellyn of the University of Exeter. Young's onset dementia has a very serious impact because the people affected usually still have a job, children, and a busy life. They don't need this. They're saying that it's assumed often to be genetic, but for many people, we don't actually know what the cause is. Major contributing factors included alcohol abuse, stroke, and hearing impairment, all previously identified as risk for cognitive decline. So the thing is, knowing that vitamin D is not a one-size-fits-all, and here we have to talk about the fact that when we're in the health category, just remember, you know, we have to disclaim because we're not medical professionals here. If you have a healthcare professional and you think you're low on vitamin D, well, you can go ask them. But if you don't trust them, we do have Optavita Vitamin D, 800 IU, 60 count at the Power Mall, which now it's a site-wide sale. I, I don't know what you're sitting on your, yeah, your soft spot there. Uh, when you could be on the phone right now with Power Hour J at 877-817-9829 getting things that help you survive this. Here's something else for those of you that eat Cheerios and Quaker Oats. Well, there's a stuff called Chlormaquat. Around 80% of Americans have been exposed to the plant pesticide Chlormaquat, which causes fertility and growth issues in animals, according to a new study published this last week. Though other studies found no cause effect on fertility, the EPA said there were no adverse risks in humans. Around four out of five Americans are being exposed to chlormaquat chloride, a highly toxic ag chemical linked to fertility problems and birth issues in animals. And what is it that you find it in? Cheerios and Quaker old-fashioned oats and detected higher levels than deemed safe by the group in 11 foods. Forbes has reached out to General Mills, which makes Cheerios and PepsiCo, which makes Quaker Oats, for comment. Chlormaquat is only approved for use in U.S. and ornamental plants like flowers, but the EPA, of course, in its infinite wisdom, began allowing a certain amount of Chlormaquat on imported oats and other foods in 2018 and increased the amount they could use in 2020, which is how Americans end up consuming it. Really want to go there? Uh, for those of you who like oatmeal, let's see, what is it we have around here? McCann's steel cut oats, huh? Something to look into. Hawaii health officials, meanwhile, have confirmed five whooping cough, whooping cough cases, including a child's hospitalization. A family from the mainland U.S. traveled to Oahu, became sick. This um, 
Hawaii Department of Health says each case of pertussis affected an unvaccinated individual that it's working with the Centers for Disease Control to notify travelers who were exposed. Of course, there's no close contacts after the family's arrival in Hawaii, yet the child is in the hospital. Hooping, coughing kids is pretty serious. So far in Hawaii, there have been 89 confirmed and probable cases reported there dating back to 2019. So uh, anyway, before we uh, wrap up for today, Eric in Missouri, you're on. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd say I'd stay away from any of those cereals that uh, Dr. Kellogg's that was pushing cornflakes and all that stuff. He was a devastating Adventist, what uh, Anthony Chafee said, and he was they were pushing those cereals to keep people from being as virile as they could be. So I'd go back to your old bacon and eggs and tallow to cook everything in or lard. So. That's my what about ghee? For the day. What about ghee, Eric? You like yeah, ghee? Yeah, that that's better. Yeah, that takes that that's easier to cook with. It's got a higher temperature to fry with, doesn't it? Yep, sure does. Okay, so, uh, thank you. Appreciate appreciate the thought process there, Eric. Um, a group of twenty big tech companies pledged to prevent deceptive use of AI and track down its creators as the U.S. and other countries head into this year's elections. Deep fakes of political candidates, election officials, and other key stakeholders in elections this year will be under the microscopes of all these different big tech companies. Yeah, right. Yeah, they've all been embroiled in controversy over censoring disfavored political views during elections, and they've signed a pact to combat the deceptive use of AI. Well, a little story out of Canada. Air Canada, after months of resisting, was forced to give a partial refund to a grieving passenger who was misled by an airline chatbot inaccurately explaining the airline's bereavement travel policy. On the day Jake Moffat's grandmother died, Moffat immediately visited Air Canada's website to book a flight from Vancouver to Toronto. Unsure of how Air Canada's bereavement rates worked, Moffat asked Air Canada's chatbot to explain. The chatbot, of course, provided inaccurate information, encouraging Moffat to book a flight immediately and then request a refund within 90 days. In reality, Air Canada's policy explicitly stated the airline will not provide refunds for bereavement travel after the flight is booked. Moffat dutifully attempted to follow the chatbot's advice and request a refund, but was shocked the request was denied. He tried for months to convince Air Canada a refund was owed, sharing a screenshot from the chatbot that clearly claimed if you need to travel immediately or have already traveled and would like to submit your ticket for reduced bereavement rate, kindly do so within 90 days of the date your ticket was issued by completing our ticket refund application form. Air Canada argued because the chatbot response elsewhere linked to a page with actual bereavement travel policy, Moffman should have known bereavement rates could not be requested retroactively, and so instead of a refund, the best Air Canada would do is to promise to update the chatbot and offer Moffat a $200 coupon to use on a future flight. Well, as a result of uh, all of the garbage that's been happening with this litigation, well, Moffat is not only getting a refund policy, but they've removed the airline chatbot because this cost them. So though, for those of you subscribing to our email blast, and the only way to do it is to go to thepowerhour.com, click on the newsletter tab and subscribe. You can read the updated reports from uh, Dane Wigington and Geoengineering Watch. Car dealers are slashing prices of EVs as the demand craters. Gee, I wonder why. This all is happening in the UK as well. 
Ford is now being very careful about manufacturing in the U.S. post UAW strike. That's going to add 900 bucks to the cost of a new vehicle. You couple that with a 10% interest rate they want to charge you to buy a new car. Why would you? All sorts of news we didn't get to today, but hey, we'll cover some stuff tomorrow for you here on the Power Hour. In the meantime, take care of yourself, stay safe, do something proactive today instead of reactive, and God bless you and God bless the United States of America. See you tomorrow. organisms are everywhere affecting your health and well-being. Fortunately, there's a solution. Paratrex is a unique formula designed to help create an environment that's hostile to invading organisms. Made with a blend of herbs and other natural ingredients such as wormwood, which has often been used in traditional medicine as a dewormer. If unwanted organisms are affecting your health, Paratrex can help bring it all back in balance. Order today from thepowermill.com or call 877-817-9829. Are you tired of trying to figure out how to get all your fruits and vegetables into your busy lifestyle? OptiVita Complete Essentials provides you with 22 whole food vitamins and minerals, 29 fruits and vegetables, probiotics, antioxidants, and botanicals for ultimate health and nutrition. 30 individual packs, now less than $3 per day. Get your OptiVita Complete Essentials by calling 877-817-9829 or order online at thepowermall.com. I don't know where to start. There's so many products you guys offer. I think one of the first things I ever ordered from you guys was your clay. The clay is a miraculous. I could not do without that. And the charcoal, you know, you can get yourself in a bathtub to kind of help take the, the toxins out. So just those two alone, but I could go on to the Optavita silver lozenges. Of course, then the Oregoresp and the uh, P73, the oil of oregano, and your Vitamir toothpaste. Again, I could go on and on and on. Call Jay at thepowermall.com and receive superior customer service. Call 1-877-817-9829 right now. That number again is 1-877-817-9829. Support small businesses and buy from the good guys at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. My husband is a welder by trade, but he grinds his welding products, and uh, he doesn't wear a helmet or a mask to do that. And he had this cruddy stuff in his lungs, and it just wasn't going away. And I heard you one time talking about the Sarah enzyme for the lungs, and uh, my goodness, I mean, he can breathe so much easier, and I don't hear that crud in his lungs. Thank you so very much. To find out more about this product or others like it, go to our website at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Call 877-817-9829. That number again is 877-817-9829. Jay's standing by to take your call. Now more than ever, we need your support. Buy from the good guys at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. 877-817-9829. 